We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What a win, Lakers Nation. Sean Davidson for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. And the Lakers, somehow, some way, they just pull the win out. Man, this was a fun one. Uh, I mean that kind of sarcastically. This is a very stressful one at times. But the Lakers got the win. And I want to kick the show off by just saying that the Lakers got the win. We will be 10 times more frustrated if the Lakers had somehow lost this game, so they won, and I will take it, and we can be fr- – you you would rather be frustrated with the win than frustrated with the loss. I can guarantee you that. So appreciate you all for sticking around. We have a ton of fun diving into some of the advanced analytics and some of the X's and O's stuff from tonight's game, breaking out some of the stuff that I saw and from a process standpoint and and um, if I liked you know, stuff I liked and, and anything to be concerned about going forward. Uh, as some of the people are in the chat already saying, make sure you guys do hit that like button and the subscribe button as well. We really, really appreciate that if you guys are new. And also, I've gotten this question a ton, and I can answer it. For pod listeners, uh, we will have a pod feed for the LakersAsia.com post-post-game show. We'll, once we get more information, once I get more information on that, I'll be make sure I let you guys know. But, um, yeah, it's going to be super, super fun. Uh, Michael Welch, yes, we have been doing this after every single game where Trevor heads off. I'll take over, and we're gonna. And this is the LakerNation.com post post game show. Um, think well, okay, there we go. I can I can give you a little more info on the Lakers Nation post post game show podcast. Sorry, I was just I was in the background saving super chat. So apologies for for stepping on your toes here, Sean, and jumping in, but. Um, the Lakers Nation post post game show. It will be on the Lakers Nation podcast feed. So just where you get the Lakers Nation podcast, if you're subscribed over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, the show comes directly into your podcast feed. Sean's show will as well. I'll just title it a little bit differently. It will be Lakers Nation post post game show, and then the the regular title. So you'll still be able to tell what's the the Lakers Nation podcast, what's the post post game show. But both will be available for you there on the Lakers Nation podcast feed. And yes, I was, I'm doing a little bit of work, saving super chats, making sure I can put them on our next show. 
So yes, I'm I'm lurking in the background. Anyway, I'll get out of your hair, Sean. See, Chad, that's why you guys gotta be good. Papa Trevor is is still is still around. But yes, as you guys, as Trevor just said, this will be on the podcast feed. But let's dive into what, like I said, was a very interesting game for, for sure tonight. Um, let's see. What, what do we have in the chat here to start things off? Let's see. Um, I will say this. Christian Wood, I, I'm just going to start it off right now. The spark plug of the night winner is Christian Wood. I was so freaking in- impressed by Christian Wood's ability defensively. He's legitimately a good defensive rebounder. I think I, I brought that up when Christian Wood first got signed to LA was that he is a really, really good defensive rebounder, just rebounder in general. And he he made his impact on the, on the glass, I thought, tonight. And then... Give Christian Wood a ton of credit for his capability defensively guarding Kevin Durant. We saw like Christian Wood navigating ball screens, which was kind of crazy to to watch unfold tonight. So kudos to Christian Wood. We we saw him navigating KD ball screens. We saw him being a weak side rim protector. We saw him play. He, he played a multitude of different uh, roles tonight defensively. And where he played in 21 minutes tonight, he had 10 rebounds, seven points. He was a plus 21 tonight for the Lakers team. The Lakers gave up six offensive rebounds in the first quarter. They only gave up four the rest of the game. So give Christian Wood. Christian was a big part of that. He was great on the glass tonight. And the Lakers ultimately got the win. Let's first take a look at some of these... Let's first take a look at some of the advanced analytics from tonight's game. So in terms of play types, the Lakers and the Suns were really, really inefficient. The Lakers only scored at a .844 points per possession in the in overall and .821 in transition. But the Lakers, they've been so good. And this is why I don't really care if the Lakers are, you know, attacking the offensive glass a ton. Because through two games, they have limited transition opportunities for opposing teams a lot better than I feel like they were at any point last season. They only have had the the Suns only had 10 transition scoring possessions tonight. That's incredible. The Lakers had 28 transition scoring attempts tonight. Would I like to see them be a little more efficient in both categories? Sure, but 28 offensive transition possessions and 10. Uh, transition defensive possessions is incredible. The Lakers post-up attack was great tonight. I need to see what it looked like. Was it more organized or was it just we're going to have bully ball? But the fact that anytime we can score two point over two points per possession on something with any like sort of volume is a massive win they the Suns didn't double once, and like I said, the Lakers scored at a two point two five points per possession. The Lakers' ball screen attack was super inefficient tonight. I, I I've been kind of underwhelmed by our guards through two games or so. Um, it, it's early. I think Denver did some really nice things to kind of you know make reads a little bit tougher, right? And then I think Frank and his crew tonight did a bunch of really really good things to. 
kind of make the reads tough for, for the guards. But I think against Sacramento, I'm expecting the Lakers to their ball screen attack to be a lot better come, come Sunday because I'm going to really quickly try to pull up Sacramento's ball screen data from last season defensively. But I mean, it's first of all, Mike Brown is this great defensive coach and their big is they don't have like this anchor big. So if you look at the Sacramento Kings ball screen defense, uh, huh? Don't even add up. No way. That's not right. I think I got that switched because what the data for some reason says is that they were really, really good in ball screen defense. Yeah, that doesn't add up. Hold on. Data says they were the sixth best ball screen defense last year. No way. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch that film, but nonetheless, the, your face of the Sacramento Kings team on Sunday night that I think you'll be able to take advantage of. So it'll be really, really interesting to see that. The Lakers, even their role man attack was that efficient tonight. The Lakers' all, isolation attack was really good. One point per possession, but defense committed. It was 1.5 points per possession. And this is really where I want to touch on. The Lakers held the Phoenix Suns' isolation offense to zero to 0.667 points per possession in the half court. That is incredible. I love the way they were throwing double teams and being really, really particulate with their doubles and how they were loading the paint for on Kevin Durant and making him shoot these tough contested shots and force him to be a passer. And he just really, really, really struggled tonight as a passer. So we're going to we're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about my plays of the night or the play of the night rather set of the game and I mean tonight we might have to talk about the defense man. Like it was that good and I might just have to draw up the the defense for the Lakers. So I'm going to talk about a couple of things, but I do want to first draw up one of my favorite plays that the Lakers do run and as their Ram Fist series with the excess green ball side. But first, let's take a look at this at some of these super chats we do have in other comments. First up, I don't know why people want Dennis back so bad. He and AD never had chemistry, or him and AD had terrible chemistry. It was obvious. D'Lo is better suited to a D'Lo-led team, which people miss. I think D'Lo's chemistry with AD on, on lobs or is, is fantastic. And I think D'Lo, he had a lob tonight to Anthony Davis. I think D'Lo is probably the only guard that's kind of actively looking for Anthony Davis on these role attempts. I don't think Austin's looking for AD a ton. I, I definitely don't think Gabe Vince is looking for him quite that often. So I, I think D'Lo's ability to like actually be a, a legitimate playmaker and look for, for Anthony Davis on these role attempts is really encouraging. Nobody talk about the egg that Prince laid. I thought they did a good job preparing for Torian Prince tonight and making everything tough. I also think that the Suns were, um, yeah, I thought the game plan well for Torian Prince. I'll just, I'll, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. Oh my gosh, yes, RV fourteen. The set of the night definitely wasn't that four on one fast break. So if you guys don't know what RV is talking about, it's like three minutes left in the game. 
The Lakers get a big stop. I want to say Gabe Vincent gets a steal, you know, trying to defend a KD post up off a switch or something like that. And the Lakers go the other direction. It's a four-on-one or a four-on-two fast break, and the Lakers somehow end up with the D'Angelo Russell three that ends up short after D'Lo's, like, driving the – it was bad. It was bad. So – that's all there, man. That that was rough. Do I miss Frank Vogel? I miss Frank's ability to be like the, the best defensive coach in the NBA, potentially, sure. Right? But I, I, I still think Darwin's a better Darwin's a better offensive coach. I still think people will be as equally upset with his rotations and timeout usage and stuff like that if, if Frank was here, because I think that's just any coach in general. So, I don't know. I, th- I think people, maybe not the timeout usage, but like definitely the rotations. People like will complain about the rotations basically re- regardless of who's the head coach. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily miss Frank, but Frank's a good coach. But like I said, give give our coaching staff some credit too for the adjustments they made in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter with their uh, the, the the defense that they threw out there on Kevin Durant. You got to give this Lakers staff their credit as well. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a look at this. Set of the night, and it, like I said, it is the Ram exit screenplay, which I have talked about. And the Lakers ran this tonight, they ran this in the fourth quarter. This is the play where LeBron almost turned the ball over, actually, somehow. But I really do love this play if you execute it properly, then it can be really, really effective. So, we're gonna restart this play. But I think it was on the perimeter this time. It was Braun. Braun. Or let's just put LBJ. That's easier. And. Uh, I don't know. Seawood. Uh, Christian Wood. Christian Wood was in the left corner. He's going to set this exit screen. So let's start back over. Torian Prince or whoever's in the game, you're going to have this ram screen, this down screen that's going to flow into a ball screen. And whoever is setting the de- the ram screen, he's going to get a ball side exit screen from that corner man to try to eliminate any help on this LeBron James drive. We're going to we're going to change this color right here. Because now what this does to a defense and let me make sure I'm sharing my screen because I have a tendency not to do that. Yep, I'm not doing that. So LeBron gets this ball screen, this Ram ball screen. Torian Prince sets it for AD. AD comes set the ball screen for LeBron. LeBron comes off. Torian Prince or whoever. It was actually Gabe Vincent in game. Gabe Vincent gets this week this ball side exit screen to eliminate any help on this. That, that's not what I wanted. It eliminates any help on this side of the floor because of this exit screen. If you do decide to help, then right right here with uh, Gabe Vincent on the draw, I believe he's wide open. 
And you have to have this guy in the corner be a elite shooter. Or not an elite shooter, but that guy has to be a good shooter. And it this is like the no help area. Because like I said, if and this is like with ideal personnel and stuff like that, right? So I really, really like this stuff. This is in my out of timeout bag. And the Lakers run great actions, really, because I mean a lot of their stuff is in my in, in my coaches out of timeout bag for my high school team. So um I'm I'm gonna give the Lakers credit for running the LeBron pick and roll tonight. I don't even know if I should give them credit for it because it should be something that is mandatory almost that hey, like let's let's run two man game with our best players more often. Um so shout out to this play. They also ran way more pistol action tonight, right? And pistol action for anybody that doesn't know. So I'm going to add five players right here. I broke this down in my Lakers station film breakdown on the site. But all pistol action is, and you guys are going to pay attention to the second screen here. So let's say we're just running pistol five. Pistol five is most of the time this empty side screen. I mean, this empty side play where I just pitch it ahead early. I come back, I can either go curl off of it for a for a handoff layup, or I throw it off, I get it, I come back like over here, right? And then it flows into a ball screen on this side, right? And the Lakers, they found some success out of this stuff tonight with Austin and with Rury and things of that nature, right? So I am really, really excited to see where this Lakers offense does go. And like I said, you have a really good opportunity to put some points up against a pretty bad Kings defense, in my opinion. Give the Lakers credit for allowing for KD scoring 40. Uh, no, give the Lakers credit for Kevin Durant having eight turnovers tonight and shooting one for five from three, and the Suns shooting 29% from three. And the Suns having 20 turnovers. That's what we're giving the Lakers defense credit for. And holding an NBA offense in 2022 to 95 points. That's what we're giving the Lakers credit for. Uh, let's see what else we have here in the chat. <laughs> Why does AD afraid of pick and rolls? Uh, what do you mean by that? It, it looked as if Dwight, uh, yeah. Let's see. So I think one of the things I do want to talk about on tonight's show is, well, first let's get into this. Why why are we not running plays for Rui anymore? That, thank you. And that that is a great question I do want to dive into. I think Rui Achimura has looked really out of place, in my opinion, throughout these two regular season games and the six preseason games that we saw uh, from Maria Chimura. And what I mean by that is I, I don't personally love the organized offense for Maria Chimura, right? Because if you're running organized post-up attempts for Ruri, 
then you're running it with him guarded by like you're facing the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins, who's a really, really good defender, right? Or you're facing even like tonight, you're you're having him being guarded by, you know, really, really good or just bigger dudes where I don't think Rui has like great stuff creation and stuff like that, right? Against a smaller dude, right? Then sure, and that's why I want to give Rui his offense, right? Give Rui his offense when there's a mismatch in the post, right? Give Rui his offense that way. Give Rui his offense on these driving kick opportunities. He passed up on a couple tonight. I don't know if he's lost confidence in his jumper for some reason, but like that is is kind of what I'm looking for from Rui. Be a better cutter, you know, to be on the offensive rebounding glass more. Like that's really what I want from Rui. Be more of a dynamic force at the rim. That's what I really want for Rui because like I, I don't think running 10 sets a game for Rui Hachimura is going to be really, you know, beneficial for this Lakers team. I just don't. I think Rui being a good complimentary piece as a floor spacer and as a potential mismatch hunter, sure, that can do it. But like where I'm just running eight to 10 organized sets for Rui Hachimura, I'm not doing that. And I don't think the Lakers are and or should do that with. Uh, with Ruby either, personally. It has nothing to, to, to deal with Ruby per se, but I just don't think that's how it should be. Prince kept up with KD, but it was just too short to contest KD shots. I think Prince's problem was that he kind of just took bad angles as a chaser. I think chasing is a skill, and I don't think he did a great job at it tonight. I thought it was a little bit better in the second half, Right, and there's limited minutes, but I don't know, man. I just don't think that Torian Prince did a phenomenal job tonight. Uh, and then he also scored zero points. He had zero points, minus 15, 0 for 5 from the floor, 0 for 1 from 3. Had one steal. That was really the only positive stat line he did have. So that is that. Thoughts on Cam Reddish defending Kevin Durant. Cam Reddish was really, really good defensively tonight. I promise you, man, I really did feel like Cam Reddish's offense was better than this, and Cam Reddish's defense was worse than this. Like, it doesn't even make sense how much I think that way, where, again, maybe I just have to go back here and rewatch his tape. But, yeah, man, I, I, that, that's how I'm feeling about, about Ruby, Sorry about Cam Reddish, I think. Defensively, he made everything tough with Kevin Durant. He was physical with them. It was even to a point where I was like, do you just get Cam Reddish back in the game right here in the fourth quarter? Because that's how good defensively he was at guarding Kevin Durant. Um, and when he starts hitting, if he's able to start hitting these corner threes that are being created by LeBron and D'Lo and Austin, etc., if he's able to hit these shots, then he'll, he'll be able to play, man, because he was really, really good. I thought defensively. Yeah, Cam was Cam was really, really good defensively. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's see what else. Yeah, and the refs, the refs didn't really help us. The refs weren't really allowing the Lakers to be physical with Kevin Durant, which it is what it is, man, at this point. Uh the chat seems to be mad at Delo. Where why are we mad about Delo this uh this time for? What did Delo do now? I mean Delo didn't Delo still hasn't really shot the three ball well. But like I'm not that mad at Delo, man. He's getting to the rim a lot more, it feels like. Now, is he finishing a ton? No, but 38.5% of his shot attempts thus far have been at the rim. I will take that. So, Delo's missed a read or two, right? But I'm not mad at Delo, per se. Like, I think Delo's fine. And yeah, sure, Delo missed a couple of shots, but I'm not that mad at D'Angelo Russell tonight. Let's see what else we have here in the chat. What do you think about staggering Braun and D'Lo? I think they did that. I think the, what the Lakers are going to do, they're going to stagger and like have Braun and D'Lo on the floor together and have Austin and AD on the floor together. Where I'm kind of like, Play Austin and play LeBron together and play D'Lo and play AD together more. Because I think that is the – those are the two better pairings. If you're going to split them up, have like one or the other. Because I think Austin and LeBron have really, really good screen chemistry with Austin as the ball handler, LeBron as the screener. I think they have really, really good chemistry there. And just mixing it up or whatever, I don't really, really know how that will work. But LeBron was great. LeBron was really, really great. And the fact that we get to have this conversation about a Laker in year 21 is incredible. LeBron threw two games in the regular season. He is shooting. Let's see. Well, he's basically only gone to the rim. 61.3, sorry, 63.3% of his shot attempts. Came at the rim. He has to shot the the ball well on pull ups or on catch and shoot stuff like that. I'm still fairly optimistic though that LeBron is going to come around as a shot maker. We saw a couple of moments here and there, but just nothing enough sustainable to where I'm saying, okay, yeah, Aunt LeBron James's jumper is all the way back. Cameron is playing the Troy Brown role. Yeah. Alrighty, let's see. We got super chat rolling in here. Appreciate it. Super chats are the easiest way to make sure your question gets answered. But super chat says, "Ham not playing Max is justified cause of Redditch." Yes, 
I think Reddish is playing because Max isn't. So if, if that's the question, then the answer is yes. All right. Let's take, let's take a look at Anthony Davis's shot data. That's really what I want to see. Let's take a look at Anthony the dog Davis and see where AD is at here through through two games. Gabe Vincent was at least solid defensively, right? Where, I mean, Gabe Vincent has to start producing offensively, like for sure. But I thought Gabe Vincent made some really, really solid plays defensively. As a weak side ro rotator, as a weak side helper, I, I, I really did like what I saw out of Gabe Vincent tonight defensively. So Anthony Davis, as a screen roller guy, 0 0.9 points per possession, not all that efficient. They missed him on a pick and pop. Not good in transition at all. Anthony Davis has not scored in transition yet. But the Lakers post-attack for Anthony Davis, perfect. Not perfect, but 1.857 points per possession. And on catch-and-shoot opportunities, he has been money. So, look, man. AD, it's a really, really good offensive player. One of the 10 best players on the planet when healthy. You get the jumper to consistently be there, and we have a problem. Or the league has a problem, rather, right? Um. All right. Christopher Sivla, uh, sorry, brain just not functioning right now. Gabe Vincent is a tale of two offenses. His three-point shot has been awful, while his attack in the rim has been good, in my opinion. Yeah, they're reversed. He's normally a really, really good three-point shooter, bad driver of the basketball. So we'll see if these, if these roles ever reverse back to what they were. But, um, yeah, it is definitely really, really interesting to see that Gabe Vincent has been this just super volatile dude throughout the course of the regular season and preseason thus far. I don't think he's hit a three yet as a Laker. So, yeah, that's super, super encouraging. And I need Cam, uh, sorry, Gabe Vincent, Cam, Max, Christian. Christian Wood looks completely timid to shoot the basketball right now on the perimeter. I need those guys to continue to knock down their shots, and that will really help unlock this Lakers offense. But it starts with those guys. Can those guys – continue to just hit shots and take shots, and the Lakers will be well more than on their way. Cam made Reg, I mean, sorry. Yeah, Cam made KD work for his shots, tired him out in the fourth so Wood can lock, lock up on him. Sure. Give uh, give both coaches credits like I, credit, like I said. Uh, screw, screw small ball. With Bano healthy, the Lakers start could give the Suns of the three stars problems. Point guard, Braun, shooting guard, AR, Prince or Cam at the three, Vando playing at the four, and Christian Wood slash AD playing the five. So AD at the five. Vando at the four. Oh, wait, I read this wrong. Point guard, LeBron, shooting guard, AR, Prince, or Cam. Small forward, Vando. Power forward, Christian Wood, center, AD. 
if you're starting, if you're going to go Bando, Wood, and AD all together, you probably have to go like Prince here. Or maybe you can get away with Austin, but I would just say you probably have to go with Prince on this uh, particular play or a particular lineup. But what I will say is that we saw Point Braun a little bit more tonight. And it, again, it generated good results because, duh, right? So, yeah. Sorry, RB. 225 at night. I guess I can't see commas anymore. Bando improving the shot will be so important, man. So important. Yeah, I guess LeBron needs to flop into the fourth row in order to get a foul call. It is ridiculous. Do I see uh, Ham going with Wood and AD to close out games? This may be the last super chat we are common we do for the night. But I think depending on the matchups, I'm glad they went to us. So now they know, like, hey, look, this is a legitimate option. If we need to go two bigs and Folk or up the rebounding or get super versatile from a scheme standpoint. I think the Lakers do definitely have the personnel and the talent to be able to do that. And I'm glad they were able to showcase it tonight and ultimately get a massive win at home in front of the front of the home crowd and improve to one and one, which is where I did ultimately have this Lakers team um, after the first 10 games. I had them winning here. I had them winning. No, I, don't, I just had them splitting Denver and Phoenix. I, did, I didn't know which one they would win, but I did have them splitting Denver and Phoenix. And you split this, you split the two. They did, they protected, they uh, protected the job, right? They did their job. Now it's time to go get a really winnable game against the Sacramento Kings this Sunday. I want to touch on the rebounding really, really quick. Again, I'm not that rebo- uh, not concerned about the rebounding issues in air quotes. Look, man, the Lakers are a top 10 defense rebounding unit. They're not going to have a ton of offense rebounds because the Lakers are prioritizing transition defense. And when you're prioritizing transition defense, you're not going to get a ton of offense rebounds. So I, I, I'm not worried about it. It's the process, guys. It's game 32 during the regular season of 82 games. So the Lakers have played, what is it now, 2% of their games. So it was one point, like 2-4% last time. Hold on one second. If I can maybe type, that'd be nice. 14. That don't even sound right. See, I messed it up. Hold on. 2 divided by 82 times. There we go. You have 2.4%. Are we trading D'Lo for Kyrie already? Christian Wood has earned his starting spot? Yeah, I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far, guys. But what I am going to do is plug the Twitter. Make sure you guys do go follow me on Twitter at or X now at Sean underscore D-A-B-I. And make sure you guys follow me on Instagram and threads at Sean underscore Davis 23. Appreciate you all for tuning in to Lakers Station Post Post Game Show. We'll have more data and more analysis as the week continues. And we will have longer shows than this. So I do apologize about that. But everybody, till next time, see ya and stay safe. Go Lakers. Have a good night, everybody. We'll be back on Sunday night. Have a good one. Peace out. I'll post clips on my Twitter tomorrow as RB14 said. And yes, the post, 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 post game show is next.
fixing the background. Background should be up and loaded next month. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.